Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and of course, my sister Kix. Hi, Kix. Hi. Happy Monday. Oh, happy Monday indeed. A new week for new bullshit. And uh, yeah, we got lots to chat about. Uh, Yes, we we do. We are back on our summer house chat. I hope everyone enjoyed uh, our detox episode last week. Uh, If you have not listened to that episode yet, do go check it out. Um, I know that some people are like, well, I don't watch Drag Race. I, I don't know if I'll get the conversation. It's We talk very little about Drag Race. Um, we just kind of talk about like her experience on reality television and if she would do reality again, what of mm-hmm. the reality genres that she really likes to watch. And then we just talk about random shit. It's a great combo. So definitely go check it out. Yeah, for sure. I think it. we had so much fun chatting with her because we talked like it's... 60% about everything but drag race. And so we had such a nice time chatting with her, just honestly getting to know her. And I feel like having an interview, interviewing her about questions that I'm sure she doesn't get a lot. Oh, I mean, that's what we can hope. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it, it was a great chat and hopefully we'll have some more interviews like that too, outside of just like recapping with friends, you know? Um, but today we, we got a nice solid summer house chat. So before we get yes. to that though, uh, a couple dumpster drive pod reminders. Remember we have a Patreon, uh, and we are covering, uh, origins of reality television there. We covered real world and now we are covering flavor of love, which, uh, has been a blast. We are having so much yes. fun doing it. So, um, the first, there's two tiers on our Patreon. The first tier is $4. Um, you get everything that the second tier does, but the second tier is $8. If you just want to throw us some more money to just keep this podcast up and running, all of that money goes directly to us. And just honestly, Tom, who's the producer of this show, he puts a lot of work into this. So everything that extra $4 goes directly to this. So thank yeah, you guys. Yeah. And thank you. And once again, uh, no stress if you can't be a part of it. It's just a fun place where we get to have just more fun conversations. Uh, we have a just r- wonderful time covering Flavor of Love. We have some <laughs> wonderful guests coming up. We actually already pre-recorded some episodes there and they're cha- they're chaotic. They're chaotic. I mean, that's the energy that you expect with us. I mean, we don't, we do not disappoint. No, I can tell you that right now. There's one episode where... Uh, uh, it's in a it's in two weeks. Uh, Kix's cat attacks her mid uh, episode, and the Patreon there's a video format to it. Yes. And by video format, we mean we literally upload the Zoom recording. We don't touch. Right. There's, we, no, there's editing. no editing. So mm-hmm. you just see the top to bottom of it all, and I I don't have the technology to cut that out, <laughs> and so you can see Kix's cat attack her. Yes, it's a. I mean, it's not a. It wasn't a mean attack. It was. No, he wanted playing, a hug. Wanted a hug because yeah. your cat is very needy. Like my dog yes. is very needy. Yes. Yes. Um, and just wanted a hug, and but then got lost <laughs> in the hug and attached its claws to your skin. Yeah. So that's the kind of content you can expect from our Patreon. It's so fun. <laughs> if that's not we eight dollars have... <laughs> worth, I don't know what is. <laughs> we truly have such a blast recording it, and it comes out every Wednesday. And again, we're recording Flavor of Love right now. And then after that, it's up in the air. And of course, we will. No, let we're doing you guys America's know. Next Top Model. We're doing America's Next Top Model. <laughs> we just after don't know that. which season yet. Yes. Yes. Um. Oh my God. So, uh, Moni tagged. I, Moni and I were texting the other day. And she was talking about how she was rewatching season two of ANTM. And I was like, Moni, like, do you remember the iconic (laughs) season two moment where I forget her name, but she like, they like on their abroad moment when they, Mm -hmm. towards the end, the top five, 
they are in, I believe they're in Spain or Italy. And sure. they like go on like a Vespa tour of the city with like all these hot man, men Vespa tour, tour guides. And they invite all of them back to the house, like for drinks. And one of the girls. Oh my God. I remember this. Yes. Yes. And then <laughs> so hooks up with him. And then literally after she hooks up, calls her boyfriend and is like confessing what she's done. And when she's confessing, the boyfriend goes, no, don't tell me. Did you do it? Like he, he's <laughs> insane. It's manic. Okay. Wait, there's other things. And I said, that, he oh, sounds kind of gay. I know. Oh, <laughs> watch it back. Kendrick gonna, and I um, were saying it sounds like it sounds like a gay guy who got fortunate was fortunate enough to get dumped by his girlfriend, so he can live got free. It. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. So, okay, so some more plugs that we just want to throw in here because that's what we do. Um, so, I we have a trivia night that we were, um, did an Instagram live for raising money for the Veil Project. Um, and we are still raising money. We're trying to reach our goal of one thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and all of that money goes directly to the Bail Project. And that's you can find that um, recording, Instagram live recording on our IG, as well as where to donate there too. Yeah, and we're we're doing a live on Tuesday. Uh, we're, so we're we're shifting our lives to. Um, uh, we were doing summer house pregames, and we're gonna start doing uh, Roni pregames. So at seven o'clock on Tuesdays, we'll have a little fun chat about. Uh, Roni before uh, the premiere and then just every week after that. Um, mm-hmm. Our guest is still TBD for Tuesday, but uh, during that uh, is another great opportunity to donate. Yes. Um, wait, so um, one last little plug. Uh, rating, review, and subscribing to the podcast is how uh, you can support us for free and get our name out there to Apple Podcasts and all those places. And uh, once again, five-star reviews. We uh, read them here on the podcast. So we have another review coming in from a friend today. Are you ready? Yes. Um, once again, we still have that one one-star review. They didn't write a review, though. It. Oh, it's just one star? They just had the balls to just scroll down and go, one star. With no maybe. feedback. Okay, well, maybe then it was an accident. Oh, my God, wait. I found a new review. Is it one star? No, it's good. I'll read this okay. one instead. The other, <laughs> okay. one was, the other one was from Taria, which we can read that one, too. But Yeah, we, I think she did call us out for not reading her review yet. But they so. come in weird on here. So Okay, so okay. this review, the title is Obsessed. Uh, and, oh, no, we read this one. We read this one. Okay, <laughs> from yeah from uh helena or helena welty yes yes we read that one we did anyways uh a new one <laughs> hamlets have my art have my <laughs> not my art Are hamlets, you okay? no I, no <laughs> hamlets have my heart uh and this is from t.s Faison, which we do know is to who's that who's that um, and Taria says, uh, Tom and Kicks are not only funny and insightful hosts, they are honestly really awesome, genuine people. Love this duo. Thanks, Taria. Oh, Taria, we love you so much. One day uh, we'll just combine forces and start our own podcast, the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> t- speaking of Taria, Taria was on our last uh, coverage of Flavor of Love on the Patreon. Yes, so check that yes. out. We talked about what was on that episode? Oh, the hot tub dates. That was with her. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yes please please subscribe to our patreon because we are having i know we've said this it's at nauseam at this point we're having so much so fun. much fun flavor of love is <laughs> so good yes 
No, so we will uh, be back in one second with uh, returning guest uh, Mandy Slutsker of Is This Real Life? And then uh, Samaj, who is a new guest of the podcast. Uh, and uh, he has a new podcast that he will be promoting here on the podcast that starts uh, soon. So we're going to check Summer, Summer House with them in one second. Talk to you all soon. Bye. <laughs> Okay, and we are back uh, with some very special guests today uh, to chat all things uh, Summer House. Uh, first, we have a returnee to the pod, a return diva, uh, Mandy Slutsker of Is This Real Life podcast. And then we have a new uh, friend of the pod, Samaj, uh, whose podcast comes out uh, May 14th, and that is Me, I Am Cancelled. Uh, and make sure to rate, review, subscribe to all of these podcasts on uh, Apple Music. And uh, hi, guys. What's up? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, welcome. I feel like... What's up, Dumpster Divas? (laughs) Exactly. I'm so glad we're discussing Summer House because today, being outside, I truly felt like it was summer walking in my neighborhood. Yeah, it is summer today. It is. People like drinking, making reckless decisions, enjoying the weather. We love that. (laughs) Um, No, I saw someone's Instagram stories of like them at the beach, like in um, New York, so... It's crazy. I'm like, is it that warm? We Tom and I have had a very inside day. We've so. <laughs> um, been playing video games all day, essentially. Yeah. And then we were scrambling because we're like, oh my god, we have to record an intro for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started, how about you guys uh, plug your things, your handles, and all of that good stuff? Yeah. Ladies first. All right. You guys can follow me at Mandy Slutsker on all social media platforms. And my podcast is This Real Life with Mandy Slutsker. You can find wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, you can. It's a great podcast. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. It is. I love Is This Real Life. I love Dumpster Dive. I love everyone in everyone's show here. But hi, I'm Samaj <laughs> from the Me I Am Cancelled podcast. And my podcast is a show. It's brand new, coming out really, really soon. It's about how me and my friends are going to take you all across America because they're all spread throughout. Going to talk love, life, relationships, um, music, TV, and maybe we'll have a celebrity or two. Unclear. An opinion, yes. And you can find me on the interwebs, on the internets, on Instagram at Samaj with an H or Samaj gets canceled. And on Twitter at Samaj XCX. And I will not spell those for you because your lovely host today will put that in the description yes. so you can do it. Yes. It'll, all, it'll all be there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, no, but we're so happy to have y'all. Um, how, how is everyone? Doing really well. I actually um, was with some friends and a couple months ago, we booked a trip to the Hamptons. So for this summer, and I think it's going to be when Summer House films because it's going to be mid-August. So we were just together and we were like talking through one of them watches the show, the other like doesn't even know what Bravo is. So uh, we were talking about like, okay, where do we think we might be able to run into them or places that they've been? And I am on the lookout for the beach where Lindsay broke up with Stravi on the phone mm. because that beach was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And yeah, I want to go. Yeah. So I, I suck. But both kids and I suck. We <laughs> live in New York and we don't know Hamptons at all. No. So like, I'm not We're- good. I'm not a good person to be like, I feel like that's a pretty, a lot of people could probably tell you where that was. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I can't help you. No, we got you, Mandy. Yeah, we're like, no, I, I don't we know go to Hamptons. Rockaway Beach, which you can take the subway to, or we're like to. Tom likes to f- go to um, Jersey Shore. That's like, like more the shore of our a lot. Life. 
Nice. I don't know much about the Hamptons, but I've been once and I really liked it. And so we're going with a friend who lives in New York City and it's oh, like great. a nice, you know, escape. So we're kind of driving. Oh, you up. guys will have the best time. I've I heard mean, it's it, so beautiful. Yeah, it looks so pretty. Do you know? So, okay. So some questions though, because I wonder what the next season filming is going to be like, because we're not done with COVID, you know, but we're like in a much better place than we were a year ago when they were filming the show. So I wonder um, if they will incorporate more of the like working from the house situations, especially because like a lot of jobs are, are going to maintain uh, heavily work, work from home for a while mm-hmm. still. Um, so I wonder, what do you, what do you guys think? Do you think that they're going to like do the back and forth thing again? Do you think that maybe mm-hmm. the recipe works so well that they might see if they can just lock them in the house again? I don't know. I think maybe a little bit of both, honestly, because yeah, it's like, well, they do rent the house. Like you don't just rent houses all summer, just on weekends. Like they have it for the whole week. So I could see like maybe some people staying there and then going to the city when they need to, like Kyle and Amanda, you could tell that they had some struggles with like their product having to merch and all that stuff, just being at a, not their home or office. Yeah, definitely. I think um, depending on like when they do like their review, I think they'll either continue with this, you know, trapped in the house situation or they'll start to integrate, you know, like them leaving or having going back to the regular house, but still keeping it semi-controlled because I think either they're going to do it again because they see that we love this format and they see it works and like, Mm -hmm. let's just do it again because like you said, COVID's not over. So maybe they'll keep with that theme or I think they'll like do like a a, a less a less intense version yeah maybe it's like a thursday through everyone like leaves on sunday right. or like yeah. a friday to monday thing i think so, that's what it was before though like they would, yeah, they would some of You're them right. would do stuff like fridays or they would leave like monday mornings mm-hmm. but um i really think that the restrictions or whatever will just be based obviously on new york state law and I think that's been changing. And so a lot of them, like Danielle and Lindsay, they can do their jobs remotely. So mm-hmm. if they prefer to stay out there the whole time, I think what I'm actually interested in is I know that there's some new cast members from Winter House. And that I'm going to cross over, do you think? Lindsay is dating one of them, mm-hmm. a completely new cast member. And I wonder okay. if that person will like come into Summer House. Cool. And I wonder. Like, for example, if Sierra is dating someone from Southern Charm, well, then they spend the summer in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, like, are we going to get a summer house that has, I don't know, more crossover? Yeah, that's a good point, because I could see them doing that. Exactly how the winter house kind of like sprouted was like different people from different shows. I feel like maybe you're right I mean that. It was like summer house. They'll bring in different Bravo celebrities and things like that. It might be kind of fun. I'm so curious about Winter House because they only showed us 12 seconds of it. And it looked a little bit like, like it reminded me a little bit of like Bachelor Winter Games where they all were Mm -hmm. in Vermont and had to compete for things. I was like, I don't need to see them in the snow. Like I want to see them. (laughs) I can imagine that. I can imagine they're going to ski like maybe every other week. (laughs) We'll we'll see. It'll be interesting. I think they. I think the boys will ski like on the weekends or something. I. I think there's. I think it's gonna be fun. I think I it's just wait. gonna be them locked in a house, like and just like drinking and doing nonsense. You know. I. I don't think there's gonna be, like, 
like competitions. I think they were probably just trying to think of fun shit to do, like okay. in the snow. <laughs> I, I guess we'll have to watch what happens. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I, I, I'm down for it. I'm I'm always here for put people in the house and see what happens. Sort of formats, you know. I love it too, and I'm just interested to see like, is it gonna be a situation where you've got people like Paige who don't really have to work a lot. Like in what she does. Oh I mean, I'm just, what do you mean? Like, yes, she has a job. Yes, she gets paid for it. Yes, it is work, but it is not the same as what like Danielle has to do, right? Yes. Or what Lindsay does right. with it's her PR like firm. Nine yeah. to seven. Yeah. So right. I think it would be seven interesting to, three, yeah. to see. Like, is are you putting a bunch of people in the house? Like some of the Southern Charm folks who also don't really work those like you know regular hours with people who actually are trying to. Like, how is that going to work? Because I no. felt some of the tension this summer. Oh, my was God. Yeah. Between the people who were like having more strict work hours and then really wanting to let loose outside of that. And the people who were just kind of like <laughs> there. Yeah. And I'm start- really- now that I'm starting to think about it, there's not a lot of them that work on Bravo. <laughs> right. Which is why I really enjoy Summer House because they yeah. actually have jobs and they're not like their whole identity and their whole self-reliance isn't based on a check from Bravo, mm-hmm. which makes mm-hmm. something about it seem to me so much more authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely I agree. agree. I mean, we're we've always loved Summer House here. And I said this to Chelsea from Ono Bravo. I was on her live last weekend. It's like. I think that this is the best pan- Bravo pandemic show we've had so far. Hands like, down. Hand- absolutely. 100%. Yeah, Samaj, super successful. Samaj, what's your journey with Summer House? So I have been signed on season one, episode one, day one, because it was New York, because mm-hmm. it was the Hamptons, because I lived for about 10 years on Long Island. It felt very natural, felt very real, attainable. Like, you know, the players, I'm like, these are people I've definitely, you know, ran into just walking down the street in New York City on the way to a concert, on the way, you know, to meet friends for lunch. So everything just felt natural and familiar. And then seeing him on the train, Long Island Railroad, I'm like, these are my people. And then like, you know, again, being on Long Island, only an hour or so away from the Hamptons, I'm like, I know all this. So I just loved it because I'm like, these are people I know. They definitely have had like um, glow up in men and every facet of their lives. Like the yes. first season, the house that they stay out, it, it feels like something that 10 friends would get like that I know. Like our friend circle could stretch and maybe a board but now they're staying in like a three-story like what did Lindsay say it was like eight million dollar miami vice style mansion beautiful yeah yeah i kind of miss the old one though because it was so like like it was just a summer house because they had Mm -hmm. it for three seasons you know you like i i like like when it's like the same spot the whole time you know but i mean this house was epic i mean it's huge and beautiful well yeah they definitely had to like upgrade because they were going to be there for so long everyone and had COVID. yeah covid and everyone had to have their own space like they couldn't be on top of each other i mean everyone still had their own rooms but, like, but i think there are more rooms there that production had that we don't see oh for sure yeah definitely. there's yeah. no way that that was the only supposedly rooms. there was a room where they filmed their um confessionals uh, yeah for sure yeah um wait so we have a lot to talk about before we talk talk about the reunion um mandy has already been on the podcast um uh so we don't need to cover this with her but samaj since it's your first time here we have to ask you uh what reality television made you a dumpster diva and in addition to that is there a person on said reality show that you just fell in love with that made you love the genre um samaj take it away 
Yeah, so as many of us here were, I was far too young to be watching anything on MTV or VH1. <laughs> but in elementary school, I happened upon, you know, oh all the iconic early 2000s dating reality shows. So Flavor of Love, I Love New York, Rock of Love, all those fun little shows we watched. And the person that stuck out to me was definitely, you know, Tiffany Pollard, aka New York, yes, Queen of Reality TV. And I just never looked back. I was so fascinated. I'm like, these people are so interesting. And I just watched everything they did from Rock of Love, Daisy of Love, uh, Frankie Entertainer's Basement, Real Ch- Real Chance of yeah, Love. That's what it's called. I, just everything. Every time we talk everything. about like the of love shows i always i can never remember Not the, the chance one <laughs> it sounds like handmaid's tale of, yeah <laughs> of love some samaj of the best also, also fuck samaj because he just dragged all of us he was like when i was in elementary school <laughs> I'm like, bitch take it up with my mom sorry <laughs> Also work. You really got a great that. education at elementary school watching Flavor of Love. You learned more there than you did in class, probably. Yeah. PS33 has nothing on VH1. Yes. No bad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the wrong show. Sorry, guys. Um, no, uh, Flavor of Love. We, so we're covering Flavor of Love on our Patreon right now, yes. um, which has been a blast. Our and... parents are voluntarily watching it. Um, too, and they're having equally as much fun, which is a Or shock. more, arguably more fun yeah, than yeah. we are. <laughs> I love them. They're the best. They've never they seen it, great. and they don't know they don't know the iconic moment that we can't say because I'm trying to get my mom to film the moment that is memeable at the very end with Tiffany yeah. and the um, the, the red wedding of Flavor of Love. Yeah. <laughs> No, they, yeah, they don't know it, so I'm not going to say it, but the pumpkin New York moment, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the elimination, you know. Um, no, so they're loving it. We're loving it. And I say this every time we talk about Flavor of Love. Uh, on a rewatch, I find him captivating emotionally. Mm. I don't know if I am physically attracted to him, but I could see myself being attracted <laughs> to his persona if I was locked into a house. Yes, it's the proximity <laughs> effect. So yeah, in the house, you probably would fall. Mandy. I think I think I would. <laughs> Mandy, <laughs> I've never seen Flavor of Love. I'm so oh, sorry. What are you it's kidding on Hulu, me? Girl. It's you on Hulu. Mandy, your face was like the I face you were giving because I was like, Mandy does not know what we're this. talking about. No, I the, I thought you were just dis- hard disagreeing with Tom's infatuation. No, I have <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Um, okay, so I, that I'm is a wonderful journey. You know what it is, right? What? You know what flavor of love yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes, but I'm yes. unable to like share thoughts. Sure, or views of course. Or, well, you know. I encourage you to watch. It's on Hulu. It's Hulu. also on YouTube. So even more free. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to subscribe to <laughs> no, Hulu. No, I, I have Hulu. <laughs> it's um, it's so special. And it aired before OC aired. So it was like very, very early on mm-hmm. in okay. the reality genre. Which is why I I say Tiffany Pollard, New uh, New York, uh, really, like, established the form of, Mm -hmm. like, she really, she really was the first housewife to me because I don't think that, like, the OC women were really bringing the drama, you know? Like, season one of OC, there's not really, like, drama. I mean, I haven't watched it in a minute, but, right? All I remember is, like, Joe being so young. Yeah. You know, she was 24, and I was just like, what? Honestly, crazy. honestly, if all I remember playing house. Yeah, all I remember is, like, their homes being, like, very normal. Like, I re- like Tamara's home was, like, no, a No, Tamara duplex. was on season one. Oh, no, whose was that? 
I don't know. So but... it's Lori, it's Tammy, it's Vicky, yes. it's Gina, mm. and Joe. Lori, Lori lives in a full duplex, like right. apartment complex situation with the police. Yeah. Yes, yeah. are the police involved? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but maybe maybe we should revisit that too. Yeah. Um, no, but that's great. I, I'm so happy that you have that. I was. I'm actually. I was. I'm relieved to know that someone so young and youthful as you, Samaj, <laughs> has seen some of the things that my generation has seen. <laughs> um, I, I hope your parents feel good about you watching uh, Flavor of Love in elementary school too. I hope they do too, because <laughs> this will be another thing I'll bring up to them in court when I sue them for having me in the first place. I didn't ask them. <laughs> Um, wait, so before we talk uh, the Summer House reunion, I do want to talk about the viral moment that happened. Was that today or yesterday with the uh, TikTok dance on All Stars, on Housewives All Stars? <sighs> um, oh, man. They filmed a TikTok dance with the cast, which I have this whole other issue where I'm so angry at how much footage we've already seen of this fucking show. Yeah, yeah I don't want it. I, I don't want Let me watch it. the show. I yeah. would have liked, I actually would have liked this dance only. Like, only as a tease this. that we did. No yes. other pictures, no other. I don't want to like, know about the been PJs. Been in post. Not to post, like, before, after. Like, now we know Mauricio is down there with Kyle yeah. mm-hmm. having, like, an extra vacation. Like, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know anything other than just that one video because it's so funny then you find out who's there and you see kind of how they all react in the situation can you imagine if we didn't know who was there that would have been amazing too like, that would have been if, the way to find out like how <laughs> unreal would that have been i mean ramona's awkward thriller dance that would have been the way okay. to find out like everyone oh, else right. was doing a different tiktok than ramona it's pretty painful i love I, it it's perfect oh, so God. on brand I, yeah, bring back the gag order <laughs> She I'm looks just, crazy. She's crazy, yes. I am obsessed with um, Melissa's body. All of their bodies. They look I, insane. I mean, they all look wild. Wild. The body that jumped out to me was actually Kenya. <laughs> I thought Kenya in that bikini, I was like, she looks like full-on like Miss USA days Kenya. Like, she looks unbelievable. <laughs> she's so beautiful. Yeah, they're all so stunning. stunning. Ramona I can't, can't get over dance, her. But... Look. Yeah, I can't get over how good Kenya looks at this you know uh, Atlanta reunion. Cynthia can't dance either. No, we've no. known that Teresa. for a long time. Teresa yes. just like moved out of the way, <laughs> but she basically was like in a full cover up. She can like slide, <laughs> and, you know, like, like she has slide to... and out of the way. Yeah, she has the rhythm to at least move out of the direction where Ramona th- like thinks she has got it, and it, it's not it. <laughs> I mean, I think is Ramona, Ramona like sixty four by now. Yeah. yeah. So ancient. I mean, she is incredible. She's a year away from qualifying for Medicare. Okay, <laughs> and she's doing a TikTok in like a like sarong <laughs> like white little bathing suit, bathing suit. and yeah. I mean. Props to her for trying to keep up with the youngins. I mean, what I loved about this also is that they're all like over 45 with the exception of Melissa. Mm-hmm. So they don't really fully get the TikTok game. Like me, no. I don't fully get it. I'm like too no, old for neither. TikTok basically. Same. And to see Melissa, who's like kind of on trend with everything, trying to explain it to the rest of them, that would have been so funny. And then to see this as the final product, it's clear that she's like, that. that's not what I asked you to do. No, not at all. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm getting, but I'm less excited about it. J- not the dance. The dancing is fun. I can watch every day. The show. The show, yeah. yeah. And I'm getting less excited about it by everyone posting their 
well, Teresa's ugly macrame outfits, and then everyone's swimsuits. I'm like, let's just l let it live. And well, I, I'm honestly surprised that Bravo's allowing them to post so much about. Right. I think they think it's going to draw attention to Peacock, which they're trying to make happen, right. and people will watch you can't it make through fetch Peacock. Happen. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's so frustrating though. But I, what I love about like going back to like Summer House is that they don't really because of the way that they film things don't really leak. Mm -hmm. So you're not like, it's not like summer is happening and you're like, this is what's happening in the summer house while right. we're experiencing summer. It's all these months later, you're watching it back and nothing ever really leaks. And I, I really, really appreciate that. No, I totally agree. They're very tight-lipped. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm thinking now, I'm like, we had no idea what the drama would be this season when we saw that trailer. We were, like, Whoa. surprised that there was fighting because we had no idea. But when, like, Housewives airs, like, we... Well, sometimes I I would say like Roni this year. I have no clue what's gonna go on, go down. And I was actually good really about it. except except the this, Heather Leah thing that no, is but still that, unclear. No, but that, but no, we but know we they fight. No, but I'm saying pre-trailer, we didn't know that Heather was going to be fighting with Leah. That's true. True. You know? Right. But true. If, if that was Beverly Hills, it would have been all over radar online Jeez. like the second the fight happened when they were filming. Well, yeah, and thinking about Summer House, too, it's like we knew that Des and Hannah started dating at the end of summer, and that's pretty much the only info we had. You know, like, we didn't know that he actually... We could assume that he went to the house just based on, like, if you want an internet sleuth a little, but bedroom looks, you know, because they were, like, posting yeah. ads and stuff. But, yeah, it, that's it's odd to me for them being so active, all of them being so active on social media, how little we find out but it's it good. Made, yeah i, I mean like i think i really do think it made this season so much better because we had no idea why people were fighting we had no idea why luke was who he, luke was screaming out <laughs> right who he doesn't like yeah. i literally met like Lindsay one time at a bar it was Lindsay, amanda and kyle Mark. and so I, Lindsay, oh my god i'm like you look amazing phenomenal tell me about season four and she's like i can't good. talk about that good for and her. that was during a time when like uh we didn't know if they were coming back at all mm -hmm. so that sort of then you know a few months later get the trail i'm like oh it is coming back but yeah no they are very good at saying nothing yeah because yeah. yeah. i but, do but think do you remember oh sorry no no friend do you do you guys remember like the days where like you would wake up to a sorry, trailer and trip. you would wake up to a trailer to a show and be like, wait, I had no idea Roni was coming back next month. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if it's because we all have podcasts now. Oh my God, there is so much noise happening in New York I City. Love summer, it's the best we have a New York siren, summer, yeah. and we have an ice cream truck at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, love but it. but seriously, there was like, once again, I I don't know if it's because the four of us here are so involved now with like the Instagram world of Bravo. If that's part of it, I, I but think like, that's part of it because okay. like I most of the friends that I have that watch the show aren't following things that happen outside of the shows. Yeah. And so yes. when like things happen on Instagram or stories leak, they usually don't know about it unless it makes bigger news. Like what happened, okay. obviously, with Jen Shaw mm -hmm. or what happened with like the Girardi case, like those things they know. But kind of the day to day, usually they don't. And so like. Sometimes I'll tell them, they're like, Wait, where did you hear this? And like, they think I have all this tea, but it's really just, I am a dork and follow things on Instagram. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, let's jump into the reunion. Um, so explosive reunion, y'all. Really great. Incredible. 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 I want to start this off just jumping right into it a bit. 
I have a lot of things to say about Hannah. One thing I want to lead with that has been weighing on me a lot since all of this came out, I find it so upsetting how she is misusing, triggering, using the word trigger on this program because she's making it look like she went through like some that's a word people use when they're going through some really scary situations like abuse, violence, addiction, like trauma, you know, and she's saying triggering when Kyle's yelling because of of a fight that she initiated with Kyle. Like, let's not forget, like the reason Kyle raised her, his voice at him at um, Hannah during all this was because like, she was being a bit of a monster in the house, you know, she kind of started the whole situation. And so she's sitting there being like, trying to cry screaming that this is triggering because of what I've had to deal with in my life and it's like what have you had to deal with in your life because I'm not understanding so I think what she's trying to allude to is that during season three when we were getting to know her she talked a lot about you know being this tennis player and her dad being a coach and how they had some difficulty because he really was very difficult on her Mm -hmm. and she basically left tennis and had tons of anxiety and depression and stuff like that. And I think how she was coached was traumatic to her in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, That's at least how she tried to come across, I think, on season three. So I think she's like expecting us to understand that whenever a man raises their voice at her or in, in the case that we've seen just criticizes her for something she's doing wrong she like goes back to that place and it um where she was when she was being coached in tennis and um number one it just shows that like (laughs) I don't know in my opinion I feel like she just maybe hasn't done the work to get into a better place because you can't let other experiences like trigger that in you Mm -hmm. all the time it's completely inappropriate um but the way that I think she's misusing words isn't just the word trigger but it's also like saying toxic masculinity you're trying Mm -hmm. to have power over me you're like you know same things are career motivated um and it it it, none of it makes really a whole lot of sense to me no and she's lying a lot the podcast Mm -hmm. stuff she's actually lying about because like we're getting receipts because the, I mean, who needs the FBI when you have Bravo fans? Because right? like, I like- remember <laughs> the podcast that she did after season three. So we just got to know her and she was on Danny Pellegrino's podcast talking about it as it was airing. And what she was trying to say was that some of the reasons that she didn't go out every night, like she would stay in sometimes and watch a movie was because she didn't do drugs like everyone else. And so she couldn't stay awake the way that they could. And then she went into the Adderall thing about how how, you know, Carl had a bloody nose and like how much Adderall are you snorting? And I thought, wow, why is she sharing this? But it also, it made sense when she said, you know, the reason I don't always go out and party is because I'm not using those things. Fine. But then you're also applying that everyone else does. And right. it just, it came off kind of bizarre, but I remembered it. Yeah. She's also, and it's more, other... it's more about the fact that she's putting a name to it. You know, it's not, she's like yes. everyone. It could be like, they hang out with so many people in the Hamptons. Like they just happen to film with eight of them. You know, it's like the people that come to their house for big parties and the older seasons, the people that they meet out at the bars, like it could be anyone. But the fact that she had to name drop Carl, it's like, that's fucked up. 
<laughs> Especially since we know that, you know, a lot of the members of Vanderpump Rules were also misusing Adderall while, like, during filming. Mm-hmm. And no one ever, like, you know, said, oh, Stasi has the biggest problem with it, you know, or, yeah. or so-and-so, you know, like, they weren't name-dropping each other. It was as if Hannah came in and she didn't adhere to the, like, unspoken rules that that cast had already had. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It- it's it's complicated, but like it's a lot that she could have got ahead of if she just wasn't. I, I don't know. The podcast just, stuff is pissing me yeah. off, and then, and then the other podcast too. The the situation where she was mocking um, the like person dealing with mental health problems, Luke? and then yeah. has since been dropped by BetterHelp. Did we see this? Yeah, as a sponsor on her Hannah. podcast. Hannah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hannah's yeah. Hannah has been dropped by her BetterHelp. burning burning in hell. Her podcast. Yeah. I'm, but I. I it's what do we I think mean, is the next steps for her, like on the show? Because I think she's gonna get asked back one thousand percent. Absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely. We're talking about this constantly, and she is a big reason why. It's the same reason, like we just bitch about Teresa and bitch about Ramona and uh, things like that. You know, it's like we talk about the people who bring a lot of bullshit to the shows. So. I don't know. I think she's coming back for sure. I think she has a apology to her that she needs to do. And but seriously, and I think that her mental something that gets me about Hannah is that I appreciate first of all, I appreciate her being open and honest about her therapy mental health journey, but I don't appreciate her putting she puts too much light into it that it's like are you being serious? Is this something you're actually going through? Like, or like, are we, why are you making jokes about this? You know, it's like, there's a weird line of being funny and making light of your situation and doing a little bit too much. I don't know if I said that in an appropriate way. No, that definitely makes sense. So like, first things first, this is a great week as it has been a great season for podcasters. Everyone's podcast is being named up. A great week (laughs) for great week for all these other shows that are happening so shout out to all the podcasters <laughs> and secondly i think what we're seeing now is the manifestation of one podcaster jamie stein who had said that when he went back and watched season three he felt right then and there which is hannah's first season on the show season three that she is or she rather was going to be the true villain of summer house and i think now we are seeing that manifestation so while you know she's giving us basically the entire season she's you know playing the game getting dirty we're seeing who she really is like how you were just saying kicks how she kind of manipulates and weaponizes her feelings her tears you know her story and then uses it to also exploit others and put others down we're seeing all that come to life so it's not just a fun you know funny ratchet girl from Staten Island or like you know like the cool girl who plays tennis and like you know hang out with the guys like all that might have been what she tried to present but now we're seeing what that really looks like when it's left on 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 cage as in being in the house for six weeks like you know last season she can go home go see her friends whatever but no this is who she really is because we got this six weeks unfiltered and now we're seeing that true villain-esque of her come out yeah no i agree and and i I hope i said that okay i'm not trying to say that she doesn't isn't suffering from some sort of mental illness whether it's depression or anxiety i just think that there's a line that she has pushed with talking about other people's issues with that and 
posting memes about it. I don't but know. She's also Am I saying that okay? Herself... I just, I'm trying not to. No, yeah, okay, you are. Fine. She's still producer. Yeah, she, but she's putting herself in situations. Like, you know, like she, she chose to be on a reality show on Bravo. And then she literally decided this season that she was going to turn up the drama. Like, I feel like she, like this, I, 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 We'll never get over her being like, you don't talk about my family. Like, she's like Tony Soprano all of a sudden. Well, and then she said she was watching too many, like, what was it, mafia movies? movies. And I was like, what does watching mafia movies have to do with anything? You're going to behave as if you, like, you you know, what, The Godfather? Just because you watched it? Okay. It's insane. To talk about Danny Pellegrino again, she was on Danny (laughs) Pellegrino's podcast again this year, and he asked Mm -hmm. her and Paige, they were on together, he asked them, was the apology that you said to Kyle at the time genuine? Because it came across really bizarre when she was like, you're the man, you're the man, you know? And she literally was like laughing. She was like, absolutely not. And like, that was just a completely different story that she told when they were on the reunion this past week. Right. She talks out of every side of her mouth. What I think was interesting was that Danielle finally pinpointed everything. So, so, I I talked about this on my podcast briefly this week, but I don't know why I didn't notice it before, but it is very apparent that Hannah has probably narcissistic personality disorder, right? And she, um, when you have that, you are perpetually the victim. Like you can never really apologize for things you've done to hurt people because you don't hurt people. People hurt you. You are the victim always Mm -hmm. in every situation. And anytime someone points out otherwise, you rework it to make it so that you are the victim. And so then when Danielle says things weren't just happening to you, you were creating the things that were happening. She's telling Hannah, like, you're not just a victim that things randomly are happening to. You're creating these situations. Mm -hmm. And that goes against everything that like she believes in her head. And because she's friends, like her closest friend is Paige and Paige is not a Danielle who's actually going to be a true friend whether mm. you're like up or you're down and will tell you the truth she's someone who was like oh I tried to tell you the truth last year but you didn't like it so I guess I'm not going to do that anymore haha <laughs> um she's never going to to move past this because no one ever calls her out mm-hmm. ever I think she's she I think she's one of those people and I know people like this in my life that surround themselves with yes people because like it it's the only way they can survive because exactly. they need people just constantly telling them that everything they do is amazing, you know? And I said yes. this before on the podcast and I stand by this and it continues to be more and more present. I think Hannah also doesn't know who she is because she has thrown herself into a lot of different situations where she like, like, um, like I always say, I think she listened to a podcast once and decided she wants to start a podcast, which that's why I started a podcast too. But <laughs> <laughs> but like she saw a comedy show once and she was like, I'm going to be a comedian. She like worked for Betches and she was like, reality people make money. Maybe I can be on reality television. And then like now she's on reality and she watches Teresa Giudice flip a table and she's like, well, maybe if I replicate her, I'll get more money on my show. Or like, I just think, I think, and not to... F- I mean, we're fully psychoanalyzing her, <laughs> but I think like post tennis Hannah, she can't figure out who she is because tennis Hannah is Hannah. Mm. Oh, you know what I'm, that makes do you me see what sad. I'm saying? Yeah, it makes, it makes me, me really a little sad. Bit sad because I think that like she is fun and she, I don't know, and she's smart and she obviously is doing something right that she has 
made herself a TV personality. Not You know, I, you don't just, like, walk up and do that. I'm not saying that it's, like, the hardest job in the world, but it's also, like, you have to be a character and, like, be a personality. And I don't know. I just, I, I my heart breaks a little bit when you describe it like that, Tom. Cool. Well, <laughs> I mean, what's interesting, though, I mean, we, I don't know if she's a true narcissist. This is just, like, me, you know, maybe projecting <laughs> But like, that's what I think. Um, but the thing with like real narcissists is that like, they don't really experience the pain that you think they do. Like the pain and chaos that they create is for everyone else around them. It's harder for the people around them than for them themselves. Yeah. Because they don't really feel ashamed <laughs> for what mm -hmm. they do. They don't feel like they've ever done anything to hurt anyone. They're always the victim. And so that's why like when she's crying and in the reunion i don't think she's crying because she's upset that she's having like discourse with her friends i think she's crying because she's frustrated that people aren't seeing the truth quote unquote which is that look at what kyle did to her mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, that's so deep and it also reminds me it reads almost kind of like that you know her trying to get that scratch to um no not scratch she's trying to it's that scratch for fame. I think it reads almost like Bethany, how like Bethany will literally just say and do anything to keep herself relevant, keep herself in the conversation. So that she doesn't want housewives, but you know, she's always trying to put herself in that housewives. discussion. Yes. So, right. Yeah. So like Hannah doing all these things in this light kind of reminds me of that. Like what's next? Like, you know, she's tennis Hannah, but then she's, you know, Betcher's Hannah, then she's comedian. It, it, it's like, it reminds me of that same, like, uh, what's the word cat and mouse like chase mm -hmm. fame always always you know there but then out of your reach they're out of your reach and so like what what i do now next to get to the next high yeah, yeah that's a good point i mean it kind of now once again i'm i'm feeling I'm a little sad, sad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want her to play tennis more though i'm being serious okay no, i'm being I'm, i know this sounds like i'm making a joke but she is so much more grounded when she's playing tennis and she didn't play tennis once this summer no, she did she played with luke she okay, did, but once. then as they, their friendship kind of started to fall apart, they weren't playing as much. You know, mm. he played with Robert <laughs> when Robert came. I know. I just oh. wish, I wish she hit the ball a little bit. I more. really do wish her like the best, and I hope I hope she figures it out. Now I'm okay, like, well, feeling we're not bad. done talking about. I don't her, feel that we, bad for her. We have to. I don't feel that bad. <laughs> I don't like, feel bad because she's incapable of feeling bad. She's from the Hamptons and she's on a reality show. Her life is okay. Like Dingy's literally from Shelter Island. Island. She's literally she's from Shelter doing Island. Yes. Okay, you know. Yeah. Um. No. So let's talk about Luke and Hannah and Luke and Sierra because that was kind of like the other big conversation here. Now, I think that both Luke and Hannah are fuck boys or fuck girls. And I think that they just met their match of fuck boy, fuck girlness. And like, they like are mad that not, they, they're mad that neither can win. So like, like, like Luke is mad that he found a girl that like could get over him. Cause remember last summer when she was like dating around, it made him so angry, you know? And then like vice versa made Hannah so angry. And I think they're, they're just like, they're not meant to be together. And I think they're just like out <laughs> fuck, trying to out fuck boy each other. And, and it's never going to work. And I, I'm not team Luke. I'm not team Hannah, but I am team Sierra. Yeah. Ooh, I think I am a little bit more team Luke than I am team mm. Hannah or team Sierra. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that Luke really messed up with Sierra a number of times, including when he ghosted Dude. her and didn't speak to her for eight months. That was definitely Wild. not okay. But yeah. then it's also weird to me that she chose 
like to get over that and not only to get over that, but to go on a TV show with him and where he was the only person that she <laughs> sure. knew. So she clearly wants fame in a way that, you know, is um, she wants it, right? Okay, like, so I'm glad you brought that up because I've been literally trying to wrap my head around how Sierra got on the show. I'm happy because I adore her and I think she's fun and brings in like neutral addition to it and level headedness. But they go through the steps in your mind and be like, did the producers approach Luke? Why? She's also literally. She doesn't know anyone. And the producers chose a stranger that Luke knows when Luke's not even like the main character of Summer House. Well, and you're bringing up such an important point because on season one of Summer House, they all were legit real life friends. Yeah, they talk about that too. Same on season two. And then season three, because the real life friend group was not making for as good of TV, they had to manufacture a little bit and they kept Mm -hmm. a component of the real life group. And then they kept some other people who were friends with each other. And then they mixed that group together. And that... And then they became friends, right? Enough so that it made sense for then season four. These are real life friends. But then they still would find random people like Jules or, you know, mm-hmm. whoever else. Jordan. And so, or Luke, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, Jordan was real life friends with Hannah and Paige. Right. Yeah. Wait, who was but Luke friends no, with? No, Luke was friends with Kyle pre okay. the show. Like, yeah. So they're, so, they, but like they going all, out friends, like they knew each other. They're not from like, like finding like complete one oak. strangers, right? right. But, but there is some connection, but they are making them live in a house, whereas like this group of people may not all choose to live in the house together with if, with production or show not involved. And so there is a little bit of manufacturing that's happening. Absolutely, um, yeah. And so I think that some of the unspoken things, and so when there was this argument that I guess wasn't caught on camera or they didn't show on the show where Hannah said, well, whatever, I'm paid to be your friend. Like that's digging deep because Kyle like truly believes in this show and believes it's based on real friendship. Mm-hmm. So then he was like, well, whatever, you wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for me, if like I didn't start this show and you didn't get cast to come on it. So then there's this argument about the show. And I mm-hmm. feel like so much on Bravo, we're seeing these arguments play out on camera, but the real fight is something about the show that they're on. And that's the fourth wall they can't break. And it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting well, to watch. Why? Why that is literally such it? a good point. I, I love when they break the fourth wall. Same. I feel like Andy and the other folks they don't want them to do it too much they like to like only unveil it at certain times like during bravo bravo fucking bravo right like you know how iconic to have Denise in that situation but they don't want people constantly fighting about the show um yeah for whatever reason so do you think that with that being said what you just said Mandy do you think that they ask Kyle if there's anyone else that they can bring on the show that would do this and kyle was like well luke has a weird situationship with this girl sierra let's ask her do you think that maybe is it again i i don't think we're gonna get an answer i just have no i can't wrap my brain around anything well i think production tries to look at okay who do you guys know and who Mm -hmm. might you suggest to be on the show and then production interviews them and chooses which right person to add Mm -hmm. so Sierra yeah she did know Luke but it it is interesting that she chose to come on a show with him after he had done the situation this where he didn't speak to her for eight months so I also feel like with the Hannah and Luke situation that 
Hannah wanted to take last season storyline into this season, but there was like 10 months or however many months in between. And they didn't have the same relationship, Luke and Hannah during that period, according to, I think both of them that they had on the show. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted to make it look like that relationship continued the same way throughout the year. And I think she was lying Right. Yeah. Like, sh and, and that was so frustrating to me because you're taking a guy like Luke, who I don't think has the brain for reality TV. He's not self-producing. And then no, you put him no, with a person never. who is self-producing <laughs> and then he gets caught in a situation that like, he doesn't know how to work his way out of because doing that would require breaking the fourth wall, like trying to, it took him a while. I feel like he was bamboozled. He had no idea that she was going to come gunning for him. No, you you literally yeah, said it, everything. There it is. is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also from Minnesota, and I feel a need to like stand up for my people. No, I, okay, you know, I, I know. I I didn't mean to make it sound like I don't like Luke. I actually really like Luke. I think yeah. he seems. I think he's like a nice guy. I really do. I do. I don't. Think I think he's, he's a, a fuck boy. Person. But no. I don't like Luke. I will say that I don't like him. And okay, here's go. why. Season <laughs> four, episode one. Kyle says, and I quote: "So we needed more masculine energy in the house. You know, we needed a guy. There were so many girls and so much estrogen. We needed more testosterone. So I got my buddy Luke. He's a bro. And hearing those words, he's a bro i'm like nope i'm good on you don't want you i'm done so i was done with him since season four episode one did not like him then do not like him <laughs> but, now but he's not I don't a see bro though sorry he's not a bro i would say he's like the least broy of them all mm. i'm sorry i think it's so funny when they cut to him trying to chop wood in the dead of summer i'm like what is <laughs> happening like well, okay because well, he really so likes funny. fires he likes he talks no, about no. There's... i know but there's <laughs> you, you know they had plenty of wood and he, but no, I don't did. necessarily think they did. They also in the Hamptons where you can go, like you could probably get wood uh, on like Uber, Uber, wood, like, yeah, like Uber eats, right? Like, but <laughs> that's not the Minnesota way. No, but know, he was also saying at the reunion, he was like, "I really like chopping wood. It's so therapeutic." Yeah, <laughs> totally. Have, has anyone here chopped wood in the chat? No. Yeah, I, I have. I have. Okay, yeah, great. No. I've never it, done it. Is it it's hard? Really it hard, feels hard, and yeah. I, um, you have to like hit it at the right like spot so that it splits and i oh. i'm not okay. i've seen someone i don't know this is a, this well is i don't mean to I, you know to my own horn here but i um was a black belt in karate and i have broken ooh. wood with my palm oh that's impressive <laughs> It's not that impressive. I still, to this day, think my mom paid off the karate instructor to get me the black belt because I was so fat and bad. <laughs> I was just like chubby and short and like was so scared to hit boys because I thought I'd get a boner. And so I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, and then I did like hitting the wood, but I'm, um, but uh, no, I did like, I did like hitting the wood because it was, it's kind of fun to like break a piece of wood. It's cool with your hand. But then you learn that truly anyone could do it. It's just if you hit it like with the like seams in the right direction. Right, exactly. Which is probably chopping wood is the same way. Yeah. 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 What I was going to say is I've seen someone uh, chop their palm off. <gasps> no. What? Oh my God. Who? Yeah. It was a. Um, say their name. <laughs> I'm not going to. But no, we were. So I used to like camp for six weeks straight, like in the summer with um, a team that I was on in elementary school and middle school camp getaway and, right well in some sort sure but sort like of. we were like getting the fire ready for the evening and yeah 
I don't remember. This yeah, story. his hand. He was like holding the piece of wood. No, and missed the wood and just. No. Oh my god. That's really awful That's and scary. scary. I hope there was a plastic surgeon nearby. There wasn't. Yeah. That's a hard. <laughs> That's why you don't want to have a big accident in the middle of nowhere because you don't have a Dr. Aiden to come into that. That's why, like you know, when Jennifer Aiden's husband is called into the yard, it's for like crazy situations. You're right, Mandy. Yeah. Really quick oh god, story Mandy. about that. Um, yeah. My friend, her partner, he had gotten like seriously injured i think like up in the mountains like last winter or last summer and he had to be airlifted out of the mountains into a hospital in new jersey and dr aiden was his doctor like you know working on him like right away he ended up like I mean, breaking yeah. his leg but you're right he does get called in from serious yeah i was gonna say i'm excited but then i'm realizing that someone's in uh serious injury like, pain. oh my god shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> like someone like literally had to get airlifted <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's insane i've said this before but uh, a, a very good friend of mine uh her fertility doctor is um, Dolores's uh, boyfriend, David. Oh. oh, her. You mean pregnancy? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, no, 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 no. no. He did her IVF. For IVF? Oh, oh interesting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. No, oh. he, Lit. I'm, I, I mean, she, I'm pretty sure. Don't you, yeah. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk so, offline. <laughs> one, wait, one interesting thing is, uh, do you guys watch The Bachelor? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Zach Clark, who was on Tasha's season, yes. so good. His, Love him. Sis- his sister was pregnant with twins and had to unfortunately um, get lose one of the twins mm-hmm. to save the pregnancy. The yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her doctor was um, Dolores's boyfriend, David. Crazy. Oh my god! So it was well, a so really maybe... high risk situation uh-huh. where they yeah. were like sharing a sack. It was really, it was not oh, good. Wow. A really, really scary situation for her health and for the baby's health. And, um, and that's who ended up making the call of, of what, you know, they well, should do. That's crazy. I think he's a good doctor then, you know, yes. yeah. he's a very, he's, and he's like a very, like for like high risk pregnancies. Right, do we right. find it weird that he is a good doctor, but drives a motorcycle? I know. There's I a lot of weird. There's a lot of doctors that drive motorcycles. I don't understand it either. But it's 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 I guess less risky than smoking. That's a show. Sure. Love that. Which used to be a thing yes. that doctors did all the time. In the room. Smoke, um, yeah. Okay, wait. So on a really unimportant note after that bachelor news you <laughs> So allegedly, by allegedly I mean fact, Bachelorette Katie. Mm-hmm. Um her season already wrapped filming wrapped early so yeah i don't know what happens but are we covering that on this podcast (laughs) i mean we'll talk about it we don't have to make episodes but i want to bring it up because i know i heard that she's the reason why chris harrison isn't coming back because they were in communication with her before she signed her contract and um i think she signed her contract and they were like trying to have you know him be able to come back for her season or something. Mm-hmm. And she announced on social media that he's not coming back. And oh. then they had to like <laughs> change the plan. I love this, that. This was like reported <laughs> in Us Weekly. Again, this is all allegedly. Tabloid, yeah. Um, but very, uh, very interesting that she uh, kind of apparently took it upon herself to announce that he wasn't that coming back like for her season. That sounds like some shit I would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say, post the wrong thing and then everyone else got screwed up. <laughs> Um, let's see what else in the summer house reunion oh, are we missing? I do want to. So yeah, on that, on summer house note, I want to ask Samaj and Mandy what they think Luke um, drops next week. The big oh, bomb yeah. that everyone is shook about. 
Hmm. Yeah, says, it's hard. Wall. Wall. No, he says it. that there's going to be a fourth wall broken. Like he's like, this yeah. is like about the show. What I'm about to say, but I think it might be um, him going into detail about how maybe Hannah was, you know, um, attacking him or harassing or bullying, whatever word you want to use, about uh, mm. his ex and how he was saying he was suicide. Uh, how he was saying he was suit i can't use the word how he went to harm himself over that mm-hmm. situation and i think maybe her exploitation of that and maybe you know picking at him about it so i think maybe he'll say like it was really hard when hannah would you know taunt and attack me about me being uh, upset about my ex leaving me and wanting to hurt myself because it cuts to her crying right after mm-hmm. so i think maybe it's going to be something in that ballpark i wonder if it's something he's already shared publicly but maybe mm-hmm. not on the reunion because he was on the podcast chanel in the city and he basically said that once like weeks into filming like once she got angry with him he realized oh my god the last four months she's been planning this mm-hmm. because they didn't talk that often they would talk maybe every few weeks and every time they facetimed she would take a screenshot of it and put it on her Instagram. Instagram. And so it made it look like they were potentially dating and that she was crafting the story leading up to going into the summer house. And he only figured it out like after, because he was like, that's weird that she's like screenshotting when we chat and like bringing it up all the time on Giggly Squad, like, oh, Luke's calling me. But it's like, at the same time, the other thing is, um, I think that, yeah, maybe they went through a period of not talking all the time. And then he started talking to her a lot more when it was airing, when season four was airing, because, you know, one, it's like COVID and like whatever. And two, you're watching yourself on TV for the first time in, in a reality, you know, like being mm-hmm. on a reality show. And I think that seeing other people talk about you in the confessionals is probably pretty jarring if you like think they're your real life yeah. friends and stuff like that and so i'm sure if hannah was the closest person to him in the house he was leaning on her uh for support while the season was airing and so like that's also a time when they were like close that doesn't mean that they were dating it doesn't mean that like he was interested in her romantically but she was crafting this narrative and so i'm wondering if he's going to come out and be like you tried to make it look this way and this isn't the way it actually was I'm feeling less bad something I just real something <laughs> I just realized. I think that Summerhouse has one of the more bizarre filming versus airing schedules because when you think about it, what happens is the show airs right before they start filming the season. Yeah, right. And I think they and do then that they have purpose. and and then on the other end of it, they have an intense amount of timeline. So like a Housewife show starts filming like, also. Yeah, like ten when, months. Uh, no, but a Housewife show starts filming at the end of a reunion, usually like maybe a month after a reunion. And then, but they film for a, for probably like five weeks, I mean, five months, um, and then have like a three month downtime before the show starts to air. So they have this weird timeline where they like have a full, like they have from August to April of no, not filming a show of just waiting for the show to air. Do you know Although what I'm saying? This time it was aired, it airs in, it aired in February. Mm-hmm. So right, so the, so they f- they finished filming in like in end of August in September mm-hmm. and all the way to February. That's a long time, like a yeah. long gap. It's just like an interesting way to think about like the production aspect of the show and how like the drama plays out and how I think you're absolutely right with them speaking a lot when the show was airing because like that is right before they started filming this season. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And that's also when, you know, he would probably need support. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was tough on Jules too. I don't know who she leaned on. But, you know, being a new person, I'm okay, Justice for, for Jules. Justice for Jules. Jules. Yes. I say this for Jules Weinstein as well as yes. I say this yes. for Jules. all Jules on Bravo. Justice the short end Jules. of the stick. Yeah. Because I thought Jules would have been great on this season again. So good. Jules got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Those girls were so ruthless they were to her. awful to her. Carl yeah. was nice, though, at the end. So... You know, always Carl coming through. Barely. Yeah. He was so mean to her. Well, he no, was Carl, mean to her. He, yeah. he was, yeah. but like at the end, he apologized and then it was alluded that they might have, you know, fooled around. So he, he might have been starting out me, but he did apologize and they did kind of. I mean, Jules brought us a really up. iconic Bravo moment with. She did. With Jordan trying to have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. Oh my God. Jordan just gives oh, me nightmares. I also, I, I, I've said this before and Chelsea, oh no, Bravo thinks I'm cuckoo crazy. I think Jordan was interesting for the show i said I that too on the patreon i don't think i, don't I think, think he was he... interesting for the show no one could figure him out and they no. were super confused by him all well, like, i would want him on another season because i think he is <laughs> like i like to watch cuckoo crazy people on my reality tv right. programs and like he has a lot there's a lot to unpack with jordan he disrupts the environment he shakes up the house his mere presence <laughs> That's exactly it. it up yep he is he's, disruptive yeah, he's unsettling and it makes <laughs> yeah. people feel like <laughs> unsure of everything because yes. but the thing is he doesn't bring like you say he's disruptive but he's not like a large presence no which is why it's so unsettling right he's disrupting the environment in, in a, a creepy way i love it i think it's so weird but i agree <laughs> with tom it's like it's the thing of like you know you do not want to look away good tv you'll, it's so good <laughs> you'll miss something if you do yeah yeah um, okay, well, I think this kind of brings us to the end of our summer house chat. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything we're looking forward to um, uh, next week? Yes. So um, to piggyback to your point, Kyle did say they shoot in the summer. The show airs in the winter. So he said, like, winter house is shot in the winter. You'll probably get it this summer. And you're right. That filming schedule does leave a lot of time, more than usual shows for us to, you know, plot and plan, which is probably how Hannah had time to figure out, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want. And that's how she thought she'll come out on top. But clearly that didn't happen. And I do love the show. I'm so excited to see what they give us next, next season, the future of it. I'm sure it's going to be great TV, no matter what what we get mm -hmm. yeah no i agree they're the best they really are yeah they're so great um hmm any final thoughts justice for danielle i often love danielle yes i think she is probably she's probably like the one person on bravo that has a job that she truly cannot control things mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. she has to like ask for days off when there's special filming things like for the reunion and stuff and I really wish that they had had her on watch what happens live but in order to do that they had to reach out to her well in advance because they mm -hmm. film in the middle of the work day and right. so I wish that they had done that they asked her to as we all know because really... we've been on it right right <laughs> <laughs> and um I guess what I would say is I have a feeling that Winter House is going to air before Summer House starts filming because I think mm. they're going to make some final casting decisions based on how mm. the public's reaction is to Winter House and the dynamics Andy, of Winter House. Andy. You're bringing some smart content. <laughs> She's so here. smart. Yeah, You're the smartest the person okay, I know. The biggest thing I forgot to bring up was this trash basement that they had to get ready in. <laughs> what do you mean? Why? Why weren't they in a hotel like everyone else on uh, other reunions? Why, why were they in the basement of the building? About? 
on Summer oh, House reunion. I thought they were just like in different random rooms. I didn't think they were like in a. No, that's a New York City basement. I didn't notice it. Oh, I didn't notice it either. Oh my god! I was so focused it, on tomato and uh, ketchup and and, uh, and mustard, mustard, and I'm no, a hot dog. You I, could, I was like, ooh. You could tell that they were like, <laughs> oh, we have to film like getting ready content because like B roll for whatever. And so they were like, okay, everyone just come here, get have everything ready to go. Just put on your clothes in this in the basement of the studio. It's very odd. Mm, in comparison to like I didn't the us- usual housewives like have like hotel rooms do you, but have you noticed a difference um in filming the reunions and the glam stuff since covid because maybe they don't want to have them getting glam in their hotel room and then like traveling tra- traveling and, and then who are they you know all of but that like, stuff. that's a good point but atlanta they all got ready in hotel i don't know maybe they were in- whatever i just thought it was a little odd Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little odd, but anyway. I mean, they always don't get what I think is their like full due. But Absolutely. I also want to. I'm wondering. It's different than Vanderpump in that I don't think their salaries like ba- like salaries of Vanderpump rules cast members during their season five. I think was pretty high, and I don't yes. think it's the same for Summer House. They all have these other jobs, but it keeps it more real Absolutely. in a way that like you know how as the Vanderpump Rules cast continued to make more money, it was like impossible to keep up with the premise of the show. Mm-hmm. But the premise of Summer House is that these are people that have jobs in the city and then have fun in the weekends uh, in the Hamptons. And mm-hmm. that can continue to happen as long as the way That's they keep point. going. And so I yeah. feel like Indeed. the longevity of Summer House is something Don't they can still pay do. our reality stars. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, you are incredibly smart. You just have these great... spend a lot of time thinking I'm like about asking this. questions to me like, man, I can't figure it out. And you're like, I have answers. Okay? Well, <laughs> you know, because it, it's... I know a lot of people think, oh, Vanderpump Rules isn't good anymore because, you know, we got attached to these cast members and then now they have like they have money and it's not them living in these shitty apartments anymore. And like, you know, being servers, like that was kind of the charm of it. Mm-hmm. And that like the premise of the show can't continue the way that it, it right. used to. Yeah. But with summer house, I mean, yeah, I think they're getting paid more money, but they also still do their day jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you bring up a great point. That's why, that's why 90 day fiance is always so good is because they make $0 on that show. And they <laughs> totally. Have to fight for it. Yeah. I actually do have one final thought. I do feel like when Hannah was saying some of the like conflict in the house and she was having with Kyle, I do think it had to do with who in the house had responsibilities, right? In terms of their work. And then were also fulfilling responsibilities in the house in terms of keeping Mm -hmm. things clean. And then who kind of didn't have a lot of responsibility and like the uh, tension because, because, I, if I was like Danielle or if I was Kyle and I was working my ass off on my day job, right. And then I get up in the morning and I have to clean up for people who really aren't working a whole lot. I'd be pissed too. And, you know, I don't think Hannah liked being judged over the fact that she's not a hard worker in the way, in that kind of a way, like she, her and Paige and Sierra didn't have a job at that point, you know? Yes. She was. So I think there was like tension. I also feel like some of it's also generational, even though they're not that 40 years old, like 39 or 38 last year. So in Hannah's what? 28, maybe like there's a, 
10 years maybe fully different sierra is like 22 she's mm-hmm. so young she's, sierra like, is a she's baby. like 24 and so the idea of like the mentality of work hard play hard they just play hard right yeah, yeah. They're and, young. and the yeah. others are like work hard play hard and, yeah. <laughs> and, and i don't think it's just because they're young i think the kind of careers that they've chosen is like influencers aren't ones where they have to work the same kind of schedule and i'd be frustrated too if i was kyle yeah Yeah, i agree um wait before we let you guys go we have to end on our little segment where we kind of diagnose each other's reality television careers okay so um kix and i already gave our read on mandy when she was on so we're gonna we're gonna lead with uh where we would put samaj and then um i want samaj to give his opinions on um everyone in the chat Okay. So wait. So I, I, I have. You're, you're from Long Island, right, Samaj? Yeah, born and raised in Queens, and then like more recently, I've been in between Long Island and Maryland over the last five years. So I am really, I really want them to bring Princesses of Long Island back to Bravo okay. because it is one of our one season wonders that is so iconic, so good. And I want you as like the like the um the friend of on princesses of long island just like hop <laughs> popping in and out like when you at a party and just like whispering some drama to someone and then leaving and then like maybe you're not at the reunion but they're like well samaj told me at x well so and so's uh yacht yacht party that uh, you said this shit about me no i totally agree i see that to the t because it's like the there's always someone in the cast like that is friends with everyone but yeah tom isn't like at the reunions or things like that but everyone knows and talks about them because they're like always at the parties i feel that too yeah have you seen princesses of long island or are you too young for that no i love princesses (laughs) so i'm one of those weird people who buy stuff so i recently bought like that and all the other one season wonders on itunes so i've been watching it a lot lately oh awesome it's funny you picked that one because living on long island there are a lot of jewish people so a lot of my friends are jewish like you know like they they've they've been telling me for years like i'm doing this for you yeah i'm (laughs) I'm like the unofficial (laughs) yenta of, of, of the friend group so like i totally get the lifestyle and I can see why you would put me there. So it definitely tracks. Great. There we go. Um, wait, Samaj, I want you to place the three of us. And we can be, uh, the three of us can be a package deal. We can all be separate. You you choose, okay? Yeah, what shows um, do you see us on? I'm going to do it all. So um, I'm going to start with uh, my good friend here, Mandy. Mandy from Is This Real Life? I would want Mandy to be on someone's housewife show. And here's why. Because Mandy, when I was on her show a couple months ago, she just has this way about her that like, it's not threatening. It's not imposing. And the way she like speaks to people, the way she interacts and engages she's the person that everyone would stop by and tell them and tell her everything so mandy would have <laughs> yeah, all you have the that phones, face all the yeah. secrets because the way no because like when you talk to her the way she engages with you it she just creates a space for you to be open and just pour it all out without you even intending so she's gonna be the one that everyone's friends with because she's gonna have all the secrets and b she'd be like the candy of the show like you know secretly has all the power and control and like you're gonna you're gonna want to be in her side because you're gonna remember oh wait i told her that you know i slept with her husband the other day or like you know i told her <laughs> you know i did eat i did eat the last slice, slice of cake so if someone were to come for manny everyone would everyone would step up for her because you know she knows that they got all her secrets or if she was mad at someone else that person would get iced out by proxy because again manny's got all all the marbles so manny would be like my secret sleeper housewife who's secretly running the show okay. i love that love it for kicks i would want kicks to be and almost like 
a hybrid between like Top Chef and Vanderpump Rules. I want kicks in a restaurant of some sort. I want her in, in like the food service space because she would be like the nicest server. But I know like when she has her breaking point, she's going to say everything about everyone is going to explode. It's going to be explosive. Absolutely. So I want kicks in a restaurant style space. Kicks, <laughs> let me tell you, kick has never worked in a restaurant. No. Really? <laughs> no. Huh. I've worked in retail pretty much exclusively my whole life. At but justice. it's not not different. I, my first job was at Justice. Um, the tweens. Wait, did you guys have Justice? growing up yes no. justice yes. limited to claire yes my mom it called was, it famously called it injustice so. <laughs> <laughs> wait tell I them why that. she called it that because this story is iconic i don't know they were she, pretty no, brutal you to me. you no kicks you were literally in middle school and you're like oh, can yeah. i take christmas day off to be with my family and oh they were yeah like, they, 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 like, i tried no. to get christmas day off and they were like uh, no, they because I was like a ten. I was like a seasonal worker. I had just turned sixteen because, and I wanted a job so badly, and so I was like a temp worker. And then they were gonna take me on as like a part time employee, and I was like, I'm like going away for Christmas. I'm sorry. Like, I can I have <laughs> Christmas Day, the day before off, and they were like, no. And then you just walked out. <laughs> and then I just didn't show up. Amazing. You you worked there for like maybe two days. No, no, I worked there. For, I was a temp worker, so I was only supposed to be there from like November to January. Seasonal, yeah. Yeah, yeah seasonal. Okay. Well, okay. So fuck you, Tom. Thank you. I, I love that. Um, and I would put Tom in more of like a summer house or housewife style setting, and I can see him taking on the role of like a hub house or like a Danielle stop wow, or not a just, Danielle stop. Wait, here's why. Here's why. <laughs> Because I, I I see I see in this space, Tom you know being there Tom getting in the mix, but whether it's something very significant or minor, I can see them telling Tom like pop off, and when he pops off, it's gonna be so explosive. And I'm like, whoa, I never saw this coming, and that's gonna be like the the moment of the season. So like I again I see in the way in the way I have Mandy mm. being my secret sleeper, Tom's gonna be the time bomb. You'll never see it coming. <laughs> He's, he's so calm. He's so chill. He's so funny. But then I feel like they're gonna, the producers are gonna set him up to explode. And when he explodes, you'll never see it coming. It'll be the best moment of the season. I love. Have that. I ever exploded? I'm trying to think. You haven't, and that, and, and that, and that's why I want to see. Samaj brings up a good point. Yeah, you haven't, I, I but that doesn't mean it's not possible. I could see Tom on a million dollar listing. More so, mm-hmm. not like maybe I don't. I can't think of like a specific I, agent, but I is to be on I, Summer House. I feel like you could tell you'd be like, no, this isn't for you, or yeah. no, you could, to- you know, like that kind of a thing, or like you could That's totally true. get this place, like like a selling. You're like the the on selling sunset, or but the like New York, the version. Christine. I love yeah. that, but yeah, no, yeah, I definitely want to see Tom explode in a major way for some for some either very important reason or some not important reason. I, I I just know there's something in Tom that 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 when it goes, it's gonna go. It's gonna be. <laughs> I always say that I think I think I want to be on reality, but I think it would ruin me. Same. I feel that way about myself because, like, as open and as honest as I can be, I know I'm gonna be put in a position where, like, I'm telling everything, and then I'm gonna be gaslit in some way. I'm just gonna cry every time I show up to set, and I'll tell more, and I'll be mad at myself for telling more. Like, I know I'm just Same. gonna be spending and spending and spending myself until there's nothing left, and then I'm ready to fight someone. <laughs> and I don't want to fight. I, ha- I I grew up having to fight. You know, being in Queens, everyone's a little scrappy there, so I I have had to throw hands in the past, but I don't like getting back to that place or getting to the place where I'm gonna curse you out and mention everything you've ever told me in your life because I'm just so done 
that takes that's probably like about a six-year breaking point like i gotta be six years into this friendship know all the damn skeletons and i'm like you know what i'm done and i'll just put it all out i'll let the chopper sing and but i'm gonna hate myself because uh i don't like going to that place that's happened twice in my life and i can see a producer seeing that in me and like yeah we're gonna, we're gonna exploit the shit out of this so i probably should stay away from every camera yes, you just pitched you just pitched yourself to not be on the show ever, so. probably and before i forget i have a question so guys okay, yeah. listeners you all should know but if you don't every week thursdays now tuesdays tom goes live with a guest and they do like a pre-game happy hour situation now in this lovely live that i love being in i love being in the dumpster in the comments tom will ask a guest what is your bagel order to which i answer every weekend untoasted bagel with butter plain and i get clowned for every week it's fine i stand 10 toes down <laughs> i like what i like but my question to you guys is what is your favorite breakfast cereal and you can't choose kicks Ooh, uh okay. well uh, fun fact sh- i've actually never um eaten kicks but that's <gasps> i know it's a it's a crime but my favorite breakfast no, cereal not really. it's not very good no. i love kicks okay i, I like life okay. but i, I like don't life. like it with milk like i just like it dry Same. but if Same. i want that's exactly yes. that's exactly what i was gonna say love it if I want a, a cereal moment, like the whole shebang, I'm yeah. going to do a Fruit Loop. Ooh, okay. Mine, pre-shrimp, I like Cinnamon Toast yes. Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, post-shrimp, uh, I probably would do a... Um, Don't say Special K or something like healthy and bougie. No, <laughs> Some Kashi. No, no, no. Some no, Brick Nuts. I- no, I love um, a what's it called? What's the apple and cinnamon one? The, apple Jacks. Um, apple Jacks. I fucking love Apple okay. Jacks. Okay, I had no That's idea. That's a good one too. Mine yeah. is Waffle Crisp. Oh, Waffle Crisp are so good. Delicious. Oh my god, I haven't had that. In okay, a wait, Mandy, Mandy, what's yours? Besides oh, life. it would be life, life without milk. I don't. It's I don't. So um, I don't drink milk. I like uh, or like regular milk. I get sick all the time. So I never grew up eating cereal because mm. everyone always ate cereal with milk and I yeah. like couldn't stomach it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not a big cereal person. Okay. But life is, life so, is I could eat life a Life has like box. the sugar in this inside of the wafer, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't it like the, it's, it's, it's like, like very lightly sweet. It's yeah. not like a heavy sweet. I don't like super sugary things. So no frosted yeah. flakes no, for you? Either. No, Ooh, not, I not love my thing. Frosted I love frosted flakes. I really flakes. like cereal. I love Talking Cheerios. No, I, I really like Cocoa bagels. <laughs> Wait, Mandy, what's your bagel order? Oh, yes. I mean, it's going to be an everything bagel, toasted, uh, veggie cream cheese, lox, mm. um, veggie getting... or chive cream cheese, mm-hmm. lox, tomato, onion, caper. Everything else is anti Caper is so good. On paper. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I feel like I can say this as a Jew. I'd rather bagel order. <laughs> no, oh my god! <laughs> but when people say like, "Oh, their bagel order is like something," and then you know, with peanut butter, I'm like, "What are you doing? Putting peanut butter on a bagel like that?" Kicks. I like it. Oh. Listen, a PB and J bagel sometimes is what you need. I like that on an egg based on on an egg bagel. Toast it. That that I will have toast it. Samaj, this is where we end. The- <laughs> it is. It is. I have a lot of questions, but I won't drag you again on another platform about your bagel order. <laughs> you know what? You, it's okay. I do it every Thursday on um, Instagram Live. So I only I welcome people, it. I, I welcome it. And Samaj, I only drag people that I care about. Okay, I want I want the I... world to know that. I do believe you dragged me for liking pineapple on pizza. 
I do. Oh, I will drag you for that. Yes. Don't do it. I don't drag people publicly that I that I care about. Oh. So before we let you guys go, uh, can you just plug all of your stuff? Uh, we'll start with uh, Smush. Okay, so guys, again, thank you so much. It really is an honor to be here. I love this show so much. If you guys have one of my favorite intro songs, like your intro music, top notch. Love it, love it, love it. Guys, subscribe to their Patreon. They got a lot of fun stuff there. It's Tom, it's Kick, it's, it's the parents. Okay, fun plug stuff. yourself, not us. Yes, yes, plug your thing. <laughs> You're so sweet, Samaj. I'm so sorry, love it. But no, okay, so my podcast comes out really soon. Again, it's Me, I Am Canceled. Our first episode I gave you as a teaser, it's with Shep from Southern Charm. And then the rest of the guests you probably we won't know but that's okay because you're gonna love them anyways just like how you all love katie and her podcast now you're gonna love me too so follow me at samaj gets canceled for the podcast page follow me at samaj with an h for just the regular shenanigans i love you all thank you all for having me thank you of course Mandy. Thank you guys so much for having me. So my podcast is Is This Real Life with Mandy Slutsker. It's a weekly Bravo podcast that comes out on Sunday. It's primarily focused on the housewives, but I have gotten into Summer House lately. Um, and yeah, I would love for you guys to subscribe, join, uh, reach out to me. My handle is at Mandy Slutsker. And um, I love hearing from people in the DMs and everyone's opinions and stuff. So please let me know if you think I'm correct with my assessment that Hannah is a narcissist. <laughs> Mandy is one of the Mandy is one of the sweetest and nicest that we have in the yes. game. Aww, yeah, thank sure. you so love much. Mandy. I mean that. Um, and uh, you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet, and you can follow Kicks at Kicks Hamlet. That's spelled C I X. Yep. And then the podcast at Dumpster Dive Pod. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. And everyone have a fantastic rest of your evening. Bye. 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 Bye.